What's up, our good people of the internet? This is a Wake Up Call with Dan Tortora special. It is entitled Tortora and Alford because, of course, I'm Dan Tortora and this is Isaac Alford. And we're hanging out with you in our coverage of Syracuse Orange Athletics. We bring you Tortora and Alford every single day year and Isaac and I have the opportunity to break things down for you. Of course, you could find Wake Up Call 24-7 on Facebook at Wake Up Call DT, X at Call DT. I still think every time that you log into X, it should be a DMX thing. What? Yeah. <laughs> I, I just, I feel, I feel like, you know, I, I feel like every time you log in, it's like you type in your, your name, your password, and then you click log in, and then it goes, X going to give it to you every single time. I just need it. Instagram at wake of call underscore DT. And for those of you that have X's, you know that they don't all give it to you. So it's a song for another day. So, yeah, Isaac's like, I ain't going there. His response was, mm. <laughs> So we're happy to be here with you. We are on all the same channels that you'll find wake of call Monday through Friday from 9 a.m. to 11 a.m. Eastern time youtube.com and facebook.com both backslash wake up call dt and on wake up call dt.podbean.com for internet streaming radio this is worldwide this is tortora and alfred on wake up call and we are here with you to speak on syracuse orange football in general to also take a look around the country at the state of college football and we're gonna get into the sees uh, the uh, upcoming game for army at Syracuse. Mm -hmm. So first and foremost, when I say Syracuse, you say orange. (laughs) (laughs) I I love when, I love when there's people when they're like, they're like, all right, let's do the test. And you're like, when I say Syracuse, you say, and they're like soap dispenser. And you're like, in what world, you know, it would make more sense to go. When I say dome, you say trough because yeah. that's because we're all like cattle when we pee yeah, in the dome. Exactly. I got to say this. They've done a lot of upgrades to the dome, but we're all still peeing like a herd of cattle. I think there's a lot of fans that are into that type of stuff, too. But hey, to hey. each his own, you know, hey, you need to be into that away from me. <laughs> exactly. You can, you can be into that on your own time. Take that somewhere else, mm-hmm. you know, because I feel like when you're at the trough, you're just standing there and you're just waiting for someone to go. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you see where I go. I don't go nowhere. I go right in the stall. Exactly. Isaac and I will literally go in there when everybody's gone mm-hmm. and and pick our own stall when it's empty. Exactly. I'm like, no, I'm going in the stall. Get away from me. Don't mm-hmm. don't do that. Don't come <laughs> over here. Try to talk to me. Hey Dan, so what do you think the line is on the game? I think you need to stop looking at me in the bathroom Step right now. Back. Yeah. Get back. But they say Brett Favre had somebody. Do that. He was in the bathroom and people were asking for autographs. Well, I can imagine that happened. And I was just like, you know, <laughs> I mean, I understand. You don't know if you're ever going to see Brett Favre again, but just wait till he comes out. It's a time and place. Right. right. Yeah, wait until he gets out of the bathroom. Exactly. Give him a little bit of time. Right. <laughs> give the man a little bit of time. Act like you're one of the offensive linemen and give him some time. That's all I ask. <laughs> so when I say Syracuse at three and oh, Mm-hmm. You say what? Uh, on schedule, right where they need to be. Um, um, I think that was an important game last week. You know, the, a lot of the talk was yeah, who have they played so far this year. Yeah. You know, then going to that game, you know, I did feel some kind of way. I was like, man, you know, they did come to our house last year. We got them at the last second. So, you know, they're going to be ready for Syracuse. Oh, yeah. And, and, 
And then I was kind of reviewing it too before the game, looking at the, the quarterback card from Texas. And I was like, oh Jesus, we had O'Connell was enough. Yeah. You got the card kid from Texas and And you're wondering what he's gonna do. Exactly. So yeah. you never know. But you know, uh Syracuse handled it well. Um you know, like I said, you know, the defense is uh, it's ad, it's like I keep saying, it's as advertised. You know, they had an outstanding game. I mean, amount of turnovers. And coming into that game, I think I mentioned last week that um, Purdue was kind of boasting about how well they took care of the ball up until that game. You know, no turnovers. And I think it could have had at least about seven turnovers by the time that game was done. And, oh, uh, yeah. <laughs> well, you think about it, there was four turnovers. <laughs> mm-hmm. Plus, there was two turnover on downs. Mm-hmm. And then there was two fumbles that were called not fumbles. Exactly. So, technically, there would have been six turns plus two turnover on downs. So if you want to call those as ending of the drives as well, then that would have been eight, but there was six in the game, four turnovers. And I mean, you think about it, Hudson card, their quarterback fumbled three times Mm -hmm. and the Alabama quarterbacks are like, dude, look at him. Like, I know we're struggling, but like he fumbled the ball and he gets to be the starter still. Alabama's about to go to the transfer portal and really show us what free agency looks like. You mean we can't do it now? It's the, the portal's not closed. <laughs> yeah, I was going to be like, yeah, well, you mean we can't go to the portal right now? But there's a ton of kids in the portal. Don't you think they need an education? Why would you take an education from these poor exactly. kids? Exactly. Yeah. yeah, they're going to be chirping some type of news because, <laughs> I mean, for goodness sakes, you got three quarterbacks in Alabama and they can't figure out who your quarterback is? Yeah. Guess what? I'm going to tell you something that you didn't want to – I'm going to tell you something you probably would have never believed me saying – but I don't. But none of you can prove me wrong with facts. Mm-hmm. Syracuse's quarterback situation is better than Alabama's. Totally, one hundred percent. You know, and we got three SEC quarterbacks on the team. How about that? Yeah, how about that? <laughs> Thank you, transfer portal free exactly. agency. You know, Alabama was sleeping on the portal. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Alabama was asleep. Syracuse is like, mm-hmm. we want him. We want him. We're gonna take some Braden Davis. Exactly. We're gonna take this guy. <laughs> Well, we're out here Christmas shopping, <laughs> but you know, I mean, listen, it, the portal is one of those things where it's, it's a pain in the butt, but it also can be your best friend. Yeah. Typically yeah. it's both. Yeah. I mean, yeah. Cause you know, you get to the end of the season, you're like, yeah. Oh Jesus. It's your really hot girlfriend that also cheats on you. <laughs> He's like, please don't. Yeah. Sometimes you're like, go just leave. Yeah. You know, what do they, what do they say? The uh, the fine one of the songs they they said uh, I'm trying to remember the comedian that said it. He's like, if anyone remembers that that really great Beyonce hit <laughs> that she wrote called "Please Just Stop Cheating on Me." <laughs> <laughs> but you know, it's it's crazy. But uh, yeah, I mean, we have we have a lot of fun here on the show, as you can tell. And but it's true, mm-hmm. Syracuse's quarterback situation is better than Alabama's. And it's better than a lot of teams in a lot of ways uh, this season. I mean, Garrett Schrader, who I want to go on record on record on record on on record on record, Mm -hmm. I think it is, that I have supported Garrett Schrader. I never said he couldn't throw. And I've been a fan of his because he works hard. He's a leader. He grows as a person. He carries himself as a professional. And I think that He's commanded that role and earned the role of being a leader on the team. So not that anybody needs to hear it if you check the tape, but 
I like to remind people that there's one place where Garrett Schrader wasn't dogged, and that's Tortora and Alfred yeah. and on Wake Up Call. Oh, yeah, exactly. I mean, that's one thing I tell you coming into the season is, like, I always feel comfortable when you got a quarterback that's been in the system and, you know, you're not starting over from scratch. You're not trying to see, does he have it? You know, some guys look good on paper, but you got to get in the game and really see what it's all about. Some guys might look good in practice, but hey, you hear good reports from practice. But are you talking about practice? Yeah, we're talking about practice now. <laughs> so, but no, you need to see it in the game, man. And Trader goes out there and he proves it on game day. I mean, and yeah, he may take one too many hit. You know that we would like to say, all right, get rid of that ball or you know get down on the ground. But I think he gets into that. That gets him yeah. into the game. You know what I'm saying? It's like. Until he get that first contact, you know, then the game kind of starts flowing for him. You know, yeah. I mean, some quarterbacks like that first hit. It's right. like boom, get it out of the exactly. way. You know, the guys that don't mind contact. My thing with Trader is flipping over and landing last season, literally on his head like he was doing a headstand, mm -hmm. and then right before halftime, where he didn't need to yeah. run and yeah. take this, and he flipped again. That's where I would say, if I'm Dino, I'd be like, listen, I know you're a dog. I respect you. Mm -hmm. Dino went through that with Dungy. I'd be like, listen, we love you. We appreciate you. We need you to stay healthy. Because, you know, somebody brought it up, one of the commentators, and I commend them for this. He said Schrader was a different guy in the first half of the season than he was in the second half. And you have to remember, he got some hard hits mm -hmm. that affected that. It's not like Garrett Schrader went from good quarterback to not so good. He went from good quarterback to his bell got rung and he got put in some not good situations. Yeah. And, you know, I mean, people forget that these are human beings that are playing the game and they take these hits and you want them to get back up and be fine. I mean, Schrader doesn't have to have a concussion or anybody have to have a concussion on paper for them to be in a state of that hit I took in week four. I wasn't the same. I mean, mm. I mean, Joe Girard even said it when he had COVID, he was like, it took him weeks to feel like he could just be normal to breathe again. Mm -hmm. So, you know, it's like there's things that happen to these guys' bodies and these women's bodies out there that you just, it may not look bad, but just because they're not on the injury report doesn't mean they're not injured. And in Schrader's case, when he got hit a couple times last season, he's a human being. Your body can only withstand mm -hmm. so much. And his head was put in some crazy situations. Not only that, I think he ought to talk about his legs too. He, yeah. he doesn't he didn't run the ball in the second half of the season the way he ran it. Yeah, you could tell his feet the, were were he was just different in the pocket. Yeah, exactly. He waited longer, he didn't move as fast. Mm -hmm. And it's not because he wasn't good, it was because his body was hurt. Yeah, I mean I would say. And you said you hit the nail right on the head because coming to the season that's the best most players going to feel coming into camp. You know, once oh, yeah. camp starts, I mean, those guys are going to bang and beat up their bodies. And you get into the season and it's just going to be constant game training room, game training room, trying to stay healthy and take care of their bodies. So it's a violent game. I mean, and like Dino says, this is the only game where you get to hit the star player. You know, this yeah. ain't basketball, you know. Oh, yeah. <laughs> you know? In basketball, they just <laughs> – Exactly. Wait, hold on. In basketball, they <laughs> – Take like the charge. Did, like know? we did again. But <laughs> I, I, I'm a big part. You, you and I are big on music. Mm -hmm. And I feel like as we go through the show, we're always creating soundtracks for players and instances. Okay. So I got one for Schrader. 
It's from N-E-R-D. Mm-hmm. It's the get, 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 get down. Let's <laughs> <laughs> just, 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 just get down. Words of advice. Yeah. Because <laughs> I, I love, listen, and he knows it. I would hope that he knows it after all these years. Schrader, I love, I love the dog in you. I love your fight. I love the way you play the game. And, and there are moments where I want you out of bounds and I want you to slide because I care way too much about your health. I'm the same way with Dungey. Like I'm really close with his family and I would watch games and his mom would watch games. And I felt like I was sitting here like her going like, okay, great move. Get down on the ground. So, you know, I mean, Schrader's Schrader's a, he's, he's awesome. But my thing is I want a full season of Schrader. Yeah. Because I feel like Syracuse, I feel like this team right now, this season with a full season of Schrader is not a bowl team. They're a good bowl team. Mm-hmm. I think this team, and I'm going to say it right here today, in the state of the ACC, I think that there is a realistic opportunity that Syracuse could play in the ACC championship from what I've seen. Yeah. Right I, now from what I've seen. Knock on wood, all health. You know, I completely agree with that statement. I mean, like I say, experience on the team. You got a defense that can hold an offense down and get the ball back to your offense. And but like you said, that's going to be one of the keys. You know, we lost OG, unfortunately, and uh, now successful you know, surgery. Yep. And uh, the Could next man, up, you know, yeah. is going to have to take his place and, and be productive. But look at the 10 win season we had with Dungey. We was able to, you know, for the most part, he had to sit out one or two games that season. Again, it's football, but. Yeah. When you have a healthy quarterback, you see the results that they get, you know. Yeah. And I totally agree with this team here too. Um, Garrett's the—he's one of the keys to the team. I mean, you know, if we can keep him upright, you know. And what's one of my pet peeves of what I hate those man, man. Garrett's a big guy, man. Like everybody talks about it. Yeah, you, know, you hear the guys on the broadcast were like, "Oh, you don't realize how big he is until you get on." field pregame and you go walking around and you shake his yeah. hand or something. Yeah. So when you talk about sliding. What one of the hate is when you see him slide, and then there's a guy come take a cheap shot while oh, yeah. he slide it. And like, how many times last why? season did guys go after his head when he when he was on the ground? Exactly. He would slide, and you'd see a guy fly across the screen right by mm-hmm. Schrader's helmet. Because here's the thing, folks, and you may not want to believe this: when they know who your good players are, some players, some coaches, some players and coaches. I'm not going to say who did what or didn't do what. Right. But the reality of somebody going, "Hey, maim that guy, get him the hell out the game." Yeah. Hey, first quarter, knock them out, get them out the game. Let's see them beat us without this guy or yeah. that guy. And Schrader's one of those guys where, I mean, people were chirping at him last year. Mm-hmm. He'd go to get out of bounds and people are getting in his face. And I give him credit. He's the quarterback. And normally they, they treat quarterbacks like, oh, kid gloves can't touch him. He went in to guys last year that were in his face. Oh, yeah. He went into them, right at them. And he he did not shy away from conversating and i also want to give credit to the offensive line because you can tell that there's respect on a team when people go after schrader and we saw it last year go check the tape on that Mm -hmm. the o-line went up to these guys like hey you want our man you're gonna have to kill us and and i respect like that to me shows you because sometimes the o-line is just doing their job and sometimes they love that guy yeah that's i mean that's definitely a no-no you can't take no cheap shots at the quarterback and not have those guys on the offensive line, stick up for him. I don't care. I don't think it's even just a quarterback. Any player, they they protect or, oh, yeah. or creating um, you know, running lanes like running backs and stuff like that. But, you know, it, it's true. I mean, teams will do that game plan, not to say they intentionally, but if they get a shot, 
you know, there's guys out there that are going to try to take him out or whatever. But again, like I said, he's a big guy, so sometimes, yeah, he he he'll deliver the blow himself, you know. <laughs> and I so, think like Dungey, he enjoys it. Yeah, exactly. He definitely enjoys it. We're here inside of Tortora and Alfred on Wake Up Call with Dan Tortora. Of course, Wake Up Call is every Monday through Friday from 9 a.m. to 11 a.m. Eastern Time. Tortora and Alfred comes to you during football and basketball season. Happy to send some uh, send some love out to everybody wherever you're at all around the country and the world. Uh, Michael said, hello, Dan. We're hoping for a win Saturday. Uh, this isn't about Syracuse, but what are your thoughts on who should be the next coach at Michigan State? And then Syracuse could be undefeated going into the showdown with Clemson. Fingers crossed. Yeah, I always take game by game. Yeah, yeah. And it's not coach speak. You just you respect your opponent, Mm -hmm. like Isaac said. Uh, You know, here's a crazy thing. I don't think anybody thought Mel Tucker was going to stick as the coach. I feel like they thought Mel Tucker in Michigan State was like a placeholder. Right. He's going to be there, and they're going to find somebody else. Mel Tucker actually had a connection back to uh, Jacksonville Mm -hmm. in his time, but you know, asking the question about Mel Tucker. You know, so I don't know if you have any thoughts about this, but the uh, Mel Tucker situation, just to give some people some background here, uh, he received notice on Monday of this week, so September 18th, mm-hmm. uh, that uh, they intend to fire him for a cause for Michigan State in the wake of an ongoing sexual harassment investigation. Uh, Tucker is accused of har- of harassing rape survivor and activist Brenda Tracy, who had previ- previously spoken to Tucker's team on Tuesday. Uh, Tucker released a lengthy statement responding to the notice where he argued that, quote, other motives there are at play, end quote, in the school's decision. And he claims that Michigan State, quote, ignored its own policies in pushing a biased investigation, end quote, into the claims of harassment. He said, Uh, He said in a statement, quote, let's be clear. I don't believe Michigan State plans to fire me because I admitted to entirely consensual private relationship with another adult who gave one presentation at Michigan State at my behest over two years ago, end quote. So now Tucker proceeds to claim that Michigan State had knowledge of the information on a quote on which it it, on which it supposedly relies to end my contract uh, since at least March to 2023, end quote and that only uh, the public revealing of the school's investigation prompted action uh, for termination. And he argues that the school denied him due process by terminating him weeks before a scheduled hearing in the case, which is supposed to be October 5th, pointing out a quote about face from the athletic director, Alan Holler, uh, who initially claimed Tucker's indefinite suspension was a quote unquote interim measure. So... I mean, this is he was placed on administrative leave without pay on September 10th, uh, shortly after the allegation became public. And uh, the school argued that the termination uh, notice to the, uh, that the uh, Monday's termination notice that the coach's, quote, unprofessional and unethical behavior, end quote, violated the, quote, moral turpitude, unquote, a clause of his contract and that his admission of certain actions involving Tracy brought, quote, public disrespect, contempt, and ridicule upon the university, end quote. So, uh, you know, in in firing for cause, Michigan State does not have to pay him uh, more than $79 million that's remaining on his contract, a deal that was signed in November of 2021 uh, in the midst of an 11-win outing there and a Peach Bowl win. So uh, last season, 
the team went five and seven. Just it's uh, interesting here. Everything is gone. Mm-hmm. Tracy's complaint against Tucker includes allegations of unwelcome advances, including some stuff I'm not going to read on the air. Um, Tucker admitted to stuff, but claimed it was part of a consensual a personal relationship. Either way, this stuff spilling out into the public is uh, is really just again, and it's it's how small the sports world is. I interviewed Mel Tucker within these last couple of years. I was happy for him and surprised that Michigan State had kept him Mm -hmm. because I just didn't think they were going to. It had nothing to do with him. Right. And now we're sitting here talking about this and it brings me into other instances. And I'm not going to compare him to anybody publicly because some of the people that I would compare the situations to would regard him as guilty. And they're supposed to be due process guilty until proven innocent for men and women, Mm -hmm. right? A woman's not always innocent. She's not always guilty. A man's not always innocent. They're not always guilty. In today's America, any man that's accused of anything is guilty. (laughs) And, uh, and that's something that's vastly wrong. I'm not saying that's this case, but I'm saying as a man in society who was attacked verbally and physically by a woman that I could have brought police charges against, I can honestly tell you that the Me Too movement should be for everyone mm-hmm. and that men and women can be victimized and men and women can have stories that spill out into the public that are not true. Mm-hmm. The story that my ex-girlfriend would have told, I would imagine would never have been the truth because why would she go out in public and say, yeah, I tried to kill my boyfriend. Mm-hmm. So, you know, I don't I'm not going to pretend to know Mel's situation which is what a lot of people do mm-hmm. because a lot of people just like rock jock radio. But what I can say is wherever the truth lies, I hope if someone is lying, they stop on either side because lying will get you nowhere. The truth always comes out. And I pray and I hope that whatever mental, emotional, physical, or any type of anguish, either one or both have faced amidst all of this, that they heal from it. I hope they keep God at the center of their life. And I hope that they and their loved ones find a path forward through this because hearing of any of these instances in or out of the public is sad. And I think that what we never talk about is the mental, physical, emotional, spiritual anguish that comes from this. And in this case, economical anguish that'll come Mm -hmm. from this as well. And uh, undoubtedly, whoever's innocent, whoever's guilty, some people will victimize Mel, some people will victimize Brenda. And no matter what the truth is, uh, some people make up their own minds. Yeah. So I think the sad part of all of this is uh, people are hurting. Mm-hmm. And and that is the thing that I pray that ends the fastest. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's, just, it's a tough situation. It's like I always say, you just treat people with respect, man. And then when you're in leadership positions, man, you got to be on your P's and Q's, man. I mean, people's always watching and um, you you got a bunch of men that are looking up to you. So, I mean, whatever the case may be, yeah, like you said, hopefully the truth comes out about it, but, and it gets, you know, when you get to, what do you want to say, like the corporate world or business world like that, stuff like that, people, I know he doesn't feel like he was treated fairly with due process. And, but you know, some of that stuff like saving face for organizations is not really like, you know, they're trying to stand behind you or not, but you know, those situations you definitely got to be aware um of how you're treating somebody you know you got to be sensitive to each other's position too so 
Well, and there's a lot of things that go on in today's world, right? There's the reality in today's America that that if a man's brought up on any charge by any woman at any time mm-hmm. and it's not true, there's a there's a chance that a man might be fired before any process is done. Right. Because companies just don't want to deal with it oh, yeah. in today's America. At the same time, I also look to me as a man back in 2006. No, it was 2000, pardon me, 2004 or five, when what happened to me happened to me. Mm-hmm. I didn't call the cops, and there was one reason why. Mm-hmm. Can you guess it? Mm-hmm. I didn't call the cops because I said to myself, I'm going to call the cops as a man. They're going to show up and speak to a man and a woman. And even though this woman tried to kill me, I am confident that I'll be handcuffed on the front lawn <laughs> because it's me and it's her. And they're going to look at me and they're going to look at her and I'm a strong guy. And you know, she's a petite woman right? and they're just going to have the mentality of, and then I thought to myself, this woman's crazy enough to do what she did, just did. What if she hears me call the cops, goes in the bathroom, punches herself in the face and then says he hit me, right, right. you know, I mean, everything inside of me as a victim trying to get out of the house I had to literally sit and think in my head, I can't call law enforcement because they won't believe me. Mm-hmm. And people said, why? And I said, because I'm a man. Mm-hmm. So I know that's a totally different situation, but I bring it up because in this situation with Mel and with Brenda, it's these these situations are so dirty mm-hmm. and it's so murky and it's embarrassing and it's disheartening and it's stressful and it's depressing and it's scary. And in all honesty, you know, let's say Mel was a hundred percent wrong. Mm-hmm. Coaches all across America, whether it's consensual or not, which it should always be consensual, but when they're having consensual stuff, mm-hmm. these coaches, if it's not, it's not consensual. I don't care, man, woman, or child. If it's not consensual, you belong in jail. Mm-hmm. Okay. You never force somebody to do something they don't want to do. If it is consensual, I'm telling you this right now, every single coach in America is watching this case going, I better be really careful about everything I do consensually because they could come out at any time and say it wasn't right. right? And I think that that's the scary part. And we joke about things like I've said to you that that allegedly Drake, when, if he's involved with a woman, she signed something. Mm -hmm. And I've said to you, I'm a business owner. I'm going to be like, sign. I had one girl tell me, she goes, pull my hair. I was like, initial here, initial there, sign here. (laughs) But you think about it now. This could a hundred percent be Mel's fault. And then what if it's not? Right. Right. Um, Yeah. You can't be rest of judgment on the situation. Let it play out. You know, like you say, hopefully the truth does come out, but yeah, I mean, there's going to be those ones that are going to jump on one side, one's going to jump on the other side because of who the player, or not player, but the status of a person is. But, yeah, I mean, if you're professional, man, keep it professional, though. I mean, that's my, that's my thing is, you know, there's a time and place for everything, but when you're around business, don't mix that stuff with your business, man. I mean, yeah, that's that's just – that's not a good practice. No, and I think I think many men and women in life – that have done things consensually would still go back and go, ah, man, I shouldn't have said that. I shouldn't have sent that picture. I shouldn't have done that live Mm -hmm. Facebook thing. I shouldn't have had them come to the office. You know, I, I think, I mean, I've had women say to me before, 
hey, I want to come over to the studio and do X, Y, and Z. And I was like, oh, you could do that not in the studio. <laughs> We're not going to do none of that in the studio. All like, right. and it's and and it's it's just, I don't know. I mean, in, in today's world, you got to be really cognizant of everyone you deal with, and you got to keep your circle close. And I think I think there's many reasons why Isaac and I are single, and and one of them definitely is that there's just a lot in today's world. There's yeah. there's a lot. Yeah. There's a lot. You know, I mean, this is this is the thing. I would love to be with somebody, but there's enough stuff that goes on. There's Taylor Swift songs all the time. I mean, <laughs> I know my comedy. I'm like, listen, you got to be very okay. There's a song by Mitchell Tenpenny. Love the song. So, Mel, Brenda, to the world, to everybody dealing with things. I hope the truth comes out. I hope everything works out. I hope liars never succeed. That's not me wishing bad on people. That's asking for God to tell to show the truth. I hope liars never succeed. I hope justice is brought. I hope people feel safe when they put their head on the pillow and all throughout the day. Mm -hmm. Okay. Separate conversation. But going off of the, what we're talking about, Mitchell Tenpenny has a song and he says, there's two sides to every breakup. One's the lie and one's the truth. One, one went down and one was made up. And in the end, we both lose. (laughs) And, And so, you know, there is a lot of truth to that. And that song, I believe, was written for me and my ex-wife. And because I, I tell you, this is how I feel about it. I'm like, better not say anything. Yeah. Because there's this crazy thing called truth <laughs> that just creeps up in the world sometimes. <laughs> but uh, we know what went down and we know what was made up. But, yeah. but uh, you know, I, I just, it's just. I, I, you know, one of the, one of the beauties of being a sportscaster is that we get to like bring people away from the craziness, away from the news and the downtrodden, depressing news. And it's like over the years, all this dirty, cause it's human beings mm-hmm. has crept into it. And you're just like, you know what I mean? It's like sports is a getaway for yeah. so many people. So when this comes into it, it just kind of shows you that there's good people and there's people that aren't doing good things in every walk of life. But I'm not going to sit here and condemn anybody on the show because I've never done that. And I just hope that the truth comes out because in relationships, some people do things because they happen. And some people do things because they have a very vengeful heart. Mm -hmm. And I just... I just feel bad, but it's like, look at how quick this happens. Oh, yeah. Mel Tucker's the Mel Tucker's a coach. Mel Tucker's successful. Mel Tucker goes to a peach bowl. I interview Mel Tucker. Mm-hmm. Now Mel Tucker doesn't have a job. <laughs> and, it's, and, and it's like, that was all within two years. Right. Yeah. Right. So, yeah, I mean, yeah, you got to be careful, man. It's got to know the motives of people you with. You know, like you say, I mean, uh, keep your circle small and, you know, protect yourself at all times, man. If that's a box I'm saying. <laughs> it's a key to life, man. Yeah. You, know, you just don't, uh, yeah. And feelings get mixed up in stuff like that, too. So you never know yeah. how people are going to react to certain situations. And if you're successful or whatever the case may be, you know, hey, it's easy to put you up on top of that pedestal, but, you know, they can knock you down just as quick, too. So, yeah. You got to be very selective on who you surround yourself with Mm -hmm. because you are the company you keep and not that we don't all make mistakes and not that trusting is a bad thing. It's just sometimes 
it's it's a tough lesson when you realize the people that you can't trust mm-hmm. right and it's and it's not it's not fun to go through some of this stuff and I mean, they, I mean, they, they, you know, some people would say don't date a comedian <laughs> because the stuff might come out. And I would say as someone who likes to make people laugh, stuff only comes out if you did it. Mm-hmm. When women say, I don't want to be in your comedy show. I said, is that an admission of guilt? I mean, <laughs> you're not going to ever be in the show unless you make yourself be in the show. Right. I'm not going to put you, I'm not going to be like on stage going, Hey, my lady's so good to me. <laughs> That's not funny. <laughs> What's funny is some of the stuff that I've been through. Like, I'm going to tell you something. There's been some parts of this country I've seen and some places I've been to. And I'm not saying the end of the world is here, but I think I saw it coming. <laughs> it was close to it, right? Yeah. I was like, wow, this hotel is really nice. And what it's surrounded by is the walking dead. It was horrifying. I felt like if I left the fence of my hotel Anything could happen. <laughs> Stay inside of me. Yeah. I was like, you're going to make me go to this hotel and live this life. Is this what we doing? Really? So, but Syracuse at 3-0, and the defense is, is killing it. Mm-hmm. The one thing I, I really want to talk about above all things of this defense is something that I, I don't hear a lot of, mm-hmm. of people say. And it's not that the defense is good. It's that guys keep going to the NFL and finishing their eligibility and the defense stays good. Mm-hmm. There's this reality that the three, three, five, a few years ago was a test. It could have done well. It mm-hmm. could have done terribly under Tony white for what three seasons. It did well right. under Rocky long. It continues to do well and it's producing guys in the NFL and it's building this bridge and a corner goes to the NFL. Another corner steps up. Safety goes to the NFL, another safety steps up. They're like, oh, man, you lost this. You lost Michael Jones. Marlo Wax is out there mm-hmm. killing it. There's something to be said that this defense isn't just good. They're good every time. They're never rebuilding. Mm-hmm. All throughout the 3-3-5, Syracuse has just been reloading. Yeah. Now, what I think about it is um, correct that, I mean, there's players behind me. I mean, I'm – I love this linebacker core. I think they're so deep. You know, you heard Derek McDonald name called so many times. And to me, I always look at the paper in the springtime. I just see Austin Room's name. Yeah. And I'm like, oh, man, when is this guy going to get his next turn, you know? Yeah. But there's guys ahead of him, you know, that are balling out and stuff. But, you know, consistency is important. You know, you, you know, we went to the 335, and I was like, eh. Only the way I didn't – I had reservations about it because old West Virginia teams used to play it. And we used West to run Virginia the, never played defense. But we used to run the <laughs> ball down their throats. And I was like, oh, do we really want to go to this type of defense? So, yeah. But what I like about uh, Tony White and Rocky Longs, they're more aggressive, I guess. I don't know. I can't speak of whether West Virginia was this aggressive with it. but You I, brushed I, right I, I over rather, a big statement I made that Mountaineer fans probably going nuts right now. <laughs> when I was like, they don't, they don't play any defense. <laughs> defense? Well, Big 12 don't play defense, but anyhow. <laughs> big <So>. 12. <laughs> what is the Big 12? Oh, by the way, I got something coming up, but I got to say this to you really quick. I came. I can't take credit. Well, this was like a, this was like a name by accident. Uh-huh. So Noreen Morris, the commissioner of the NEC, she was talking about like being like the schools being under a big tent. Okay. You know, like, and I said, oh my goodness, I got the most perfect name for the big Ten. 
since they are the the big 18 now and you don't want to go by numbers and they're all over the country why not just call them the big tent and just put one more letter on there <laughs> there, there the sec go. and the big tent <laughs> hey, I, think I think it's perfect but you were saying rocky but and, no rocky and, i like the way he played it's an aggressive style defense and what kind of helps Syracuse in this thing? I mean, and and for us this year, we got a lot of depth, whether it's on the D-line, the linebacker core, the back end. Um, they were able, you know, okay, you got three guys up front, but they're still like, I think they're three, three deep in that line. I mean, I've watched games. Yeah, we played the Colgates and the Western Michigan, but yeah. you've seen throughout that game, the defensive line rotating, no, this series, okay, these guys going in. Next series, this next group's going in and rotating back and forth. You know, okay, you know, the starting guy's going to come out and this one series, they'll, if the team drives them down to the goal line, all right, now the starter's back in. We're going to defend the, goal, the red zone. You know what I'm talking Yeah. That type of stuff. So you can kind of see, hey, they all play off of each other, which makes it, you know, a real interesting that, that hey, we all get to eat where it's just not, Hey, we gonna stay in this game and wear ourselves out, you know. And hey, lately, hey, they've been producing so many turnovers; they're not really on the field that long. So that's the good thing about it too. But I just I like an attacking defense. It's not like the not man Brian Ward kind of. He was more of a hey, let's sit back and react. You know, let's see what the defense. It wasn't. It's hard to get a D line if unless you just got four star, five stars, and not that means stars or everything, but. Yeah. If you're just depending on your front four to bring pressure. You don't want to be a good offensive you know, coordinator for the other team. It was that too. <laughs> and that's that's what it was. Yeah. It's the same thing that the Jaguars had done for a time. Rasheen Mathis, it was like read and react. Rasheen Mathis would wait for you to catch the ball, and then he'd go by the sideline and he'd hit you. Mm-hmm. And if his hands didn't send you out of bounds, then you got around him. Yeah. And I just remember thinking, like, tackle the guy. Mm-hmm. Step the route. Andre Sisko, he jumped two routes. He almost got one pick, and then he got the second one. Mm-hmm. He didn't just pick anybody else. He didn't pick. He picked off a multi-time Super Bowl champion who is going to be in the Hall of Fame, mm-hmm. who could down go down as arguably maybe potentially one day the greatest quarterback ever. He picked that dude's pocket. Mm-hmm. That's Cinco Cisco. Yeah. That's... And where did he come from? Accused, baby. Hello. <laughs> came from. But that's what I'm saying. Is those guys step up, and it was kind of like the interception that Marlo got. You know, produced doing the dig route, dig route, and then Cinco said, "Okay, I see you doing that. I, I'm gonna adjust to that." So it's not like they're only attacking, but they also understand where they need to be. How another offense was trying to attack them. And they make the adjustments somewhat themselves. They hold each other accountable. So that's the one thing I really like about the defense is like, hey, we know what you're trying to do. And then, you know, we'll play coy for you a little bit. But then they'll make that adjustments. And then, yeah, you see the results right now. Well, and you said something. They're rotating. Mm -hmm. And what does rotation do? It gives a lot of guys experience instead of some guys. When you have your starters and they're there unless somebody gets hurt, right. then it's like that's all the experience. The twos and the threes and the fours don't get it. Mm-hmm. In Syracuse's defense, the rotate, 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 that gives so many people experience that your third-string linebacker, if they have to go in, if somebody gets hurt, if they have to start, mm-hmm. guess what? 
they've played for three games. They right. they haven't been in 70 snaps, but maybe they've been in 15, mm-hmm. which is better than zero. So there's that part of it that's huge. Mm-hmm. By the way, nationally, I'm going to say this, and I know that after I say it, something will happen this coming week. <laughs> but I'm going to say it. I think for the first time ever in the history of Wake Up Call and in 19 plus years that I've been a broadcaster, mm-hmm. I think someone somewhere heard our cry because okay. O-H-I-O, Ohio, who's beaten <laughs> no, 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 nobody is out of the top five. What? You know, I was like, they are not in there. The AP put them at six. They're still in the four in the coaches poll, but the AP put them at six. So I just found that to be interesting. Florida State is four. Mm-hmm. They went down one spot, and uh, they're in the same spot in the coaches' poll. They're in three. Georgia and Michigan are one and two. I'll tell you at the end of the season which one of those makes sense. Actually, mm-hmm. they'll they'll tell you. I don't. I don't. Ha- they'll they'll do it for us. And I'm not saying Michigan can't win. I'm just saying when you baby a program, any program. That no, I mean, they know they don't have all they have to do is stay undefeated. Mm-hmm. And guess what? What if Coastal Carolina was undefeated? What if Memphis was undefeated? What if SMU was undefeated? What if Duke was undefeated? That's not going to change their no, future. It won't. You know, and that's that's the thing. You might think I dog the Big Ten. I don't. If it was the ACC, if it was the SEC, if it was the Big 12. The pack two. Oh, um, pack two. Oh, okay. <laughs> so because they're you know they didn't they didn't ever get it either. Mm-hmm. But you know the Big Twelve, same thing. You know the Big Twelve was like, hey, we could put Cincinnati in, or we could put in Baylor, and it's like, dude, Cincinnati's undefeated. Baylor mm-hmm. just lost a game. Yeah, but if they played Cincinnati, <laughs> they would win. All right, so now we're going to deal in hypotheticals. Exactly. You know. It's that's ridiculous. It doesn't make any sense. So the top 10 is and guess who's in the top 10? Who's always there? Why? Because of because their name, Notre Dame is number nine. I'm not saying Notre Dame isn't having a better season, but the if your name is Notre Dame, Ohio State or Michigan, you will always start the season in the top 25 in football. Mm -hmm. You will probably start in the top 10. I don't know the last time Notre Dame was not in the top 10. It hasn't been any time recently. Fly Slam of Jamma Bama is number 11, down three spots in the AP. In the coaches bowl, they're down two to spot 12. All I'm going to say is simply this, okay? If Florida can be in this thing, now I know they beat Tennessee, mm-hmm. but if Florida's going to be ranked in the top 25 at two and one, and you got half the, dang near half the Big Ten in here, Iowa, and it's who are these? Teams playing. Right. If Syracuse beats Army and they're four and zero, argue with me that we don't put Syracuse between twenty one and twenty five. That you can't put them at twenty three. You can't put them at twenty five. You can't put them at twenty four. You got to reserve all these spots for the Big Ten. Why don't you just have a Big Ten poll where you rank? All the Big Ten schools. By oh, how about this? They're going to have eighteen schools. If they get a couple more, they can all be in the top twenty-five, <laughs> and nobody else. So, I mean, the reality of it all is, it's how you're playing. And a lot of these teams are not playing any ranked teams. Right. So, if you're not playing any ranked teams and you have no key victories, then how do you argue Syracuse out 
if you're going to put all these other teams in. Who's Washington State? I mean, not to pick on them, but I mean, like Washington State just comes out of nowhere to me. I do want to let people know, for the first time this season, Mm -hmm. I believe, uh, Syracuse got votes for both. They got two votes for the AP Top 25 in the media. And in the coaches poll, they got 10 mm-hmm. at 3-0. Washington State has beaten Colorado State, Wisconsin, and Northern Colorado. None of them are ranked. Why did you want to say it? No, you're good. So they have – yeah, so none of them are ranked. I just did to you what they did when they argued the Big Ten. Oh, you want to see the reason? Oh, sorry, it's off the screen. <laughs> and we deleted it. What happened? Can you go back? Can no, you go back? We, we cannot go back. We don't have a back – we don't have a we don't have a backspace on here. So uh, Utah beat unranked Florida, unranked Baylor, and unranked Weber State. I'm just I'm just for argument again. This is not an attack on anybody that we're naming any conference, any team. I'm just stating that some teams have preferential hey, Western payments. Michigan, Utah State, Iowa State, and Western Michigan, and Iowa's ranked in the top twenty-five. Mm-hmm. And they and wait, hold on. Since we're doing music, who did they beat? <laughs> Nobody. <laughs> so, I mean, this is, but you just look at it. And then Colorado, why is Colorado ranked? Oh, because I saw why Iowa time. was ranked. Did you see their next game? Colorado. No, no. Oh, I, I, oh, I thought. Iowa. Oh, no, you know what it was? Click Iowa. I, it was because I saw Dion on the picture. That's yeah, why. yeah. Yeah, it's not their next game. Who's their next game again? Of course it is. Penn State. You got to make it look they, like a good they win. They got to have a good win, yeah. man. Knock them out the top 25. They beat the right yeah. team. I'm going to tell you this right now. <laughs> I'm going to tell you this right now. If Iowa and Syracuse have the same record by October 7th mm-hmm. and Iowa loses to Purdue – I will be on that a dollar sign dollar sign all day every day on this show. I will be on that you know you what. I don't put up with any of that. It's ridiculous. The set over here. Yeah, this. I mean, Oregon State is in the top twenty-five. They beat San Jose 